This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Jacob Emerson. Jacob follows the payer market like nobody else in the country. So thrilled to get a chance to visit with him weekly. I hope two things. One, that our listeners always learn something from listening to what Jacob is watching closely. And second, I always learn something. So I, I love that. Jacob, let me tee it up. What are a couple of the stories that you're watching currently? Yeah, good to talk with you, Scott. Um, so two big stories. One's a major trend development happening across the industry, and it's called the two midnight rule and how it applies to Medicare Advantage plans. So I'm hoping we can dive into that. And then some actual hard news that uh, just came out this morning, two major merger and acquisition deals have been called off within the industry. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana has put its plans to be acquired by Elevance Health on hold once again. They, they've previously paused this deal in the past. And then a proposed merger between Care Oregon and Scan Group out on the West Coast has also been called off. Um, and so that's less than 24 hours. We've seen two major uh, merger deals um, canceled. So some really interesting. Well, that, well that's um, fascinating. Those are those are big merger deals too. Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating about Scan and, and Care Oregon. That's fascinating. Well, tell us about the first thing you were talking about, then let's talk about the mergers being called up. Sure. Because that is fascinating in terms of the, the world that we live in. Thanks. Yeah, I think I think so too. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about the two midnight rule and changes that went into effect this year around that for Medicare Advantage plans specifically. And this essentially changes how senior care is documented and billed for in hospitals all across the country. And so now we're seeing payers and hospitals publicly speaking out about these changes coming down from CMS. And I say publicly speaking out because this was top of mind for healthcare executives all across the spectrum um, over the last few years. I certainly spoke with uh, insurance executives about this last year at the AHIP conference, um, but none wanted to go on the record about it, about how they were preparing for this rule just yet. And so some background here is that back in 2014, CMS put the two midnight rule into place for traditional Medicare. And that means that when a physician at a hospital determines that a patient needs care that passes two midnights or more, then that care must be documented and billed as inpatient, which of course, has higher rates than outpatient services. And so last year, CMS clarified that beginning in 2024, January 1st, Medicare Advantage plans must also follow this same rule. And that tees up a situation where hospitals are potentially going to be making more money on inpatient care for Medicare Advantage patients, and private insurers are, in theory, going to be paying out more for inpatient services. And of course, I say all of this with a huge asterisk, but what is really important from some of the experts we've talked to for hospitals right now is that they work with their doctors and the people documenting these patients to improve um, documentation around Medicare Advantage patients, because if private insurers through their MA plans are going to have to pay more for these patients in theory, then they're going to audit hospitals a lot more, or they're going to introduce more barriers to these services, such as, such as prior authorization or things like that. So I can go into depth a little bit more about what we're seeing specifically from, from specific payers and, and hospitals, but this is a major shift in how inpatient care is, again, built for and documented all over the country. Thank you. And fascinating. And right, has the, the potential to be a little bit of a zero-sum game between Medicare Advantage and payers and everybody. So fascinating. 
Right. Tell me more about how this will impact dollars and cents. Can you take another yeah. moment on that? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the hospital side of things, um, we, I, we spoke with the Federation of American Hospitals president uh, just last week, and he was essentially saying to us, he had a really interesting quote. He said that this, this doesn't mean that MA plans have to adhere completely to the two midnight rule per se, but CMS has sent a clear message they have to adhere to it, at least in spirit. So that's a really fascinating quote, um, that basically saying there's a lot of nuance here, that payers uh, very much could find their way around this, this kind of thing. But he's also saying that there's also physician discretion here um, and that MA plans are going to find ways to contain what they're willing to pay for services. Um, and then United Health, um, obviously the largest insurance company in the country, they put out their own guidance about this new rule uh, last month, uh, very clearly stating that they do intend and, and do follow this rule from CMS, but also noting that CMS allows them to use their own internal coverage criteria when original Medicare rules and, and coverage determinations are not fully established. So basically saying that there is nuance to this. And then Centene, CVS, they told they told investors this past month that they've been preparing for this as well, and they've made internal adjustments in response. And then Humana's CFO said that they're analyzing whether this rule is one potential underlying cause for rising MA utilization rates and uh, related financial losses at Humana in the fourth quarter. Um, and then one last investor call update, HCA's CFO told investors last month that it is still too early for the largest hospital operator to know the full impact of this rule so far, but they do think it could positively benefit them and, and patients. So again, this didn't truly begin until this year. So we're going to have to really wait until next quarter to get a, a better sense of how this is going to really affect hospitals and payers and what some of the tensions uh, that could arise from this might be. What's fascinating about what you just said there was how quickly the payers that are reporting more challenging results blame this on a rule that hasn't really even taken effect yet, but gives them another way to distract their investors from just the reality of medical loss ratios being tougher. I mean, that's to me, is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you and I discussed this last week that Medicare Advantage is going through its own uh, challenges right now. We, we talked about the rising utilization rates, the just the tougher reimbursements and audit policies coming down from CMS, and just a lot more competition in this space. So, um, you know, it's led some analysts to essentially say the gold rush of Medicare Advantage is over. It certainly is a, a much more difficult segment to operate in. Um, so it's interesting that as that is happening, we're also getting this new rule put into place uh, for 2024 as well. You know, fascinating. And, and take a moment and talk to us a little bit about the mergers of payers being called off and what's driving that? Are payers just more concerned about their financials than their yeah. need for scale? I mean, Elevance doesn't seem to be, but what, what is driving the, the calling off of these two different mergers? No, but I think they are concerned about financials and they are concerned about scale. That's why these, these deals are being proposed. Um, they, they want to get larger. And so this would have been, um, for Elevance, this would have been the 15th Blue Cross Blue Shield plan that they own. Um, and it would have been the first in a very long time that they'd acquired, but it would, be, would have been the 15th. Uh, they wanted to purchase it for $2.5 billion. And um, the, the, the Louisiana deal, but also the, the Care Oregon and Scan Group deal, really called off because they're getting a lot of local opposition from either lawmakers or from the medical community. And so in Louisiana specifically, 
um, the Blue Cross withdrew its application to to uh, go forward with this deal yesterday. And hearings were actually supposed to start today, but of, of course have now been called off. Um, and that's because essentially the, the state's entire medical community was publicly against this purchase. Um, it was really only Blue Cross and Elevance that seemed to be uh, publicly in favor. And so lawmakers um, were, were not in favor of it, um, or at least the state's insurance commission in the legislature had also had raised concerns about it. The state's insurance commissioner had raised concerns about it. Um, the state medical society and the state hospital association were both publicly opposed to the sale. So it just was facing a lot of, um, a lot of local opposition to it. And then on the, the care organ and scan group side of things, uh, care organs, Medicaid managed care out of Portland. They have about half a million members. And then scan group is Medicare advantage out of Southern California. So they would have merged into an 800,000 member strong organization, almost $7 billion a year in revenue and led by such and Jane. But again, Oregon regulators were concerned about this deal. A really interesting quote, Scott, from Sachin Jane about all of this is he said, one day we're going to wake up and everything is going to be run by three big for-profit companies in this country. That's where we're trending. Folks who are questioning this transaction aren't reading the national tea leaves on that. So that's about this specific deal. Probably not about Elevance, but it's a really interesting quote from him. His quote, and does he mean when he says that, United CVS and Cigna, United CVS and Elvis. Who, who does he mean by that when he says three, or is he just generically saying three? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to put words into his mouth, but I would imagine uh, probably United, probably CVS, and you know some of the big ones that we are all familiar with. Fascinating comment. He's a brilliant person and just a pleasure to visit with and speak with and hear his thoughts. And what he's done with Scan is really amazing. So fascinating. Yeah. Always interesting to hear what he has to say. Uh, we'd love to have you on a podcast. Have, you have him on a podcast again soon because he's a brilliant, brilliant person when he's ready. Um, Jacob, a great pleasure to visit with you as always. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker Healthcare Podcast. Thank you, Scott. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.